0: Norman is a numbers
1: guy, and you don't have to be a mathologist to know the numbers don't lie. So when Norman wanted to sell his beautiful used RV, he did what he always did. He checked the numbers. And here's what he found. Selling an RV yourself takes up a lot of your time and your money. Here's what else he found. Noble already has the customers. They're literally lined up waiting to buy a quality used RV just like Norman's. And Noble does all the work, cleaning up, storing, promoting, and ultimately selling your RV. So you get the money you deserve without all the ah. Rick Showers at No Bull RV has over a 100 quality used RVs on his lot right now Ain't that right, Rick? That's right, Bob Another one pulled in just now Having more RVs brings in more buyers. More buyers, the more quickly yours gets sold. Simple math Right, Rick? Everybody knows that, Bob Run the numbers, like Norman and get it sold fast And that's No Bull No Bull RV.ca ah.
2: Hey, it's Stephen Semple here, and I'm with David Young, and we're starting this episode a little bit differently, because it's a little bit of a different topic.
0: I'm over here confused.
2: You're over here confused. Okay, so just be yourself. I'll bear with you. (laughs) Bear with me. (laughs) So if I said to you the words, just do it, what do you think of? Nike. Right. Yeah. But also, how do you connect with that statement, just do it? do it
0: how do i connect with it are you asking me a a personal peek into my own psyche
2: yeah i'm asking for a personal peek into your own psyche
0: i I tend to reject it
2: you tend to reject it okay not for me (laughs) not for you right because dave are you an athletic guy who jogs on weekends and plays racquetball and does all that other stuff no no No. i connect with it because i'm i'm that guy i'm the weekend warrior you know i i trail run and hike and snowboard and do all that other stuff. And I think that's important. Keep in mind, great campaigns connect and reject. Here's the reason why I wanted to talk about this, because this campaign, just do it. This is about building empires, but this is an interesting insight because this really changed how athletic marketing was being done. And if you want to learn the whole Nike story, go back to episode 41 and give it a listen. It's It's fascinating how Nike grew, but today Nike and Just Do It are so tied together. It's almost hard to imagine that this has not always been the case. Mm -hmm. In the early days, Nike did not really advertise. They built their business with athletic endorsements. Yeah, they signed a lot of Olympic athletes and runners, and shoe companies would compete for these athletes. This became the way in which you sold athletic gear, was sign up athletes.
0: There's going to be a picture of them in Sports Illustrated, and they're wearing your shoes.
2: Yeah, they're wearing your shoes. They're standing with the gold medal around their neck, wearing your shoes. And in 1984, really exploded this whole endorsement idea because Nike signed Michael Jordan, which was huge. They gave Jordan two and a half million dollars, which may seem small today, but that was three times what any NBA star had ever received. Mm-hmm. And this grew so much that by the time 1996 came along, they gave Tiger Woods a five-year, $40 million contract, which at the end of that five years increased to a $100 million contract when they renewed. Mm. So this had been a big part of the Nike DNA. And even the early ads did not have just do it. So- Nike was this really innovative company. They did a lot of new technology in terms of making of shoes. They're really proud of what they did. And when companies do that, typically it finds its way into the advertising because they want to share that pride. They want to educate the consumer on their technology. And you remember, Nike invented the waffle sole, which was huge. And Nike was really proud of these innovations. And they made great shoes and they wanted to share what they were doing. So in 1982, they decided to start doing national TV ads, and this is what they did. So it starts off with a caveman doing a bunch of stuff, and then it Mm -hmm. flips to a bunch of high-tech things.
0: From day one, runners have taken their sport rather seriously. Once things got a little better organized, people started taking notes, analyzing how they ran, and how they could run even faster. Today at Nike, we know even more. We developed one of the most sophisticated sport research labs in the world to let us see in detail the peculiarities of style, the dynamics of foot strike. And at Nike, we're putting that knowledge to work, making shoes that actually help athletes to run faster and safer. Why do we go to so much trouble? Well, it may be the 20th century and all that, but there are still people out there who run as if their life depended on it. So, Dave, what did you think of that ad? A couple of thoughts. One, I, I think it probably resonated pretty well with with technical runners that really want to get better. And I think it probably resonated really well with, but what I would call uh, when 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 we start marketing to personality type, the methodical. So the the person that that once a shoe based on things that they're talking about in that commercial, right? Well thought out science. Uh, we studied feet, we studied the impact that feet have as they run. And we put this thing together based on that. I think the the part that isn't there is, uh, the message for the rest of us.
2: And if you think about the whole reason, even for the athletic endorsements, it's about aspiration. And not only that, look, the other shoe companies were doing the same thing. They were analyzing foot strikes and doing all that other stuff as well. And yes, yeah. it, it, it definitely had a success. So they ran those styles of campaigns for five or six years. Then in 1988, they hired the legendary Dan Wyden to create a campaign. And again, you can learn more about the origin of this campaign back in the Nike episode. But here is that first ad. So this is the very first ad for the Just Do It campaign. Again, we're just going to play the audio on this, but it's a picture of an old guy running across the Golden Gate
1: Bridge. I run 17 miles every morning. People ask me how I keep my teeth from chattering in a winter time. I leave them in my locker.
2: So there's a little bit of humor. I love the whole line about mm-hmm. him leaving his teeth in the locker. He's this guy who's 90 years old who runs 17 miles a day. Got this light music, not like the heavy dramatic music of the other one.
0: The first one, like I said, technical probably speaks well to uh, a, a very technically oriented athlete, uh, a methodically oriented consumer. This one hits you in the feels,
2: doesn't it? Absolutely. It's like,
0: damn, I could, uh, maybe I could be that guy. Does 80 year old guy's running across the Golden Gate Bridge? I don't even know. But, but man, maybe I could.
2: And I love how they did just flash the, just do it on the, on the screen, you know, at the end was just like, it tied back to it. Like it was one of those slogans that wasn't just this slogan tacked on it. It actually finished the story. Great ads are about self-identification and aspiration. Now here's the interesting thing is doing the athlete part. I aspire to be like them. So that mm-hmm. was aspirational. But the old guy, I want to be like him. This hit the weekend warrior. And and look, Dave, even the earlier one, you were like, yeah, that's not me. Just do it. Doesn't really touch me. Oh, and then exactly. you're like,
0: oh, damn. I'll give you a confession. I've always wanted to wear Nike shoes. I've never found a pair that's comfortable on my feet. They just yeah. don't fit me well. I take it personally. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're, they're telling me that not for you. Almost, uh, you know, like like the, the soup guy on Seinfeld. Not for you. No, no, shoe, no Nike for you, Dave. No Nike for you, Dave. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. Hey, Rick, how's it going? Okay, fine. Huh, that
1: doesn't sound okay. Well. What is it? My business. What about it? You probably wouldn't understand. Hit me. Well, you know I love it. But? My revenues have flatlined and I'm not growing anymore. Okay. Well. It's frustrating and depressing, and it was so much better when we were growing. Oh, I bet it was. And nothing I've tried has moved the needle. What about talking to Stephen? Stephen who? You know, the guy that hosts this podcast. Really? You think he could help? I hear he runs a paid-for-performance marketing agency. I wonder how that works. Why don't you ask him? How? Book one of those free starter sessions on the podcast website. I don't know. You can't say you tried everything. If you don't try this. You're right. I might even learn something. I bet you do. Thanks, man. Let's go grab a bite. Yeah, sounds good.
0: Right after you call Steven. Okay, okay. Book your starter session on this podcast website. Just visit the TheEmpireBuildersPodcast.com and click on Get Started. Let's pick up our story where we left off and trust me, you haven't missed a thing.
1: So what I want people
2: to think about is there's this temptation. There's this temptation when creating ads, especially if you've got something that you're a little bit technical or something as a company you're very proud of, there's this temptation to share all of those things with the marketplace.
0: And especially
2: Mm -hmm. when, as you identified so astutely, it's going to resonate with part of your customer base. And you're going to go, oh, this is great because it resonates with them. But the problem is, You'll never build an empire on that. You'll start to build an empire, but long-term you don't build an empire because that's a small part of your marketplace. Mm-hmm. You then pivot to a campaign that is entertaining and aspirational. And all of a sudden you've got everyone going. Like you've got a person who sits on their like who's not the weekend warrior wanting your shoes. And next thing you know, you're doing billions, billions. And you haven't turned off the methodical either because they're like, damn as well.
0: They're going to know that uh, if if this didn't do what it says, those pros wouldn't be wearing them, right? They would not yes. do it. Man, I'm trying to think of it, if it was Sam Walton that said this or if it's just something that we've sort of attributed to uh, uh, the the notion of Walmart. But it's, it's Sell to the classes and live with the masses yes. or sell to the masses and live with the classes. And so to flip this on its head and say, hey, we need to, we need to make this just aspirational and something that everybody sees themselves being able to wear as opposed to, uh, hey, we're the shoe for the elite athlete.
2: And Nike's done this because mm-hmm. they signed Tiger Woods after they started the Just Do It campaign. You could run these two in parallel because they're both inspirational, aspirational messages. Mm-hmm. So what I want people to think about is don't educate your consumer and tell them all the great things. Inspire them. Just do it. Captures what the weekend warrior aspires to be. It is that strong, inspirational campaign you know as you said dave how's you living you know with the with the classes
0: the audience of people with feet <laughs> is way bigger than the audience of elite athletes with feet and if they fit my feet and i wore them uh, you know who knows maybe maybe just do it might inspire me to put a little skip in my step uh, as I, as i walk
2: <laughs> we, maybe we might see on the golden gate bridge yeah maybe,
0: maybe i walk a little faster maybe.
2: <laughs> So what I wanted to share with people was this because I, I was so surprised and it, it, it has sat with me ever since we did the Nike episode, because when I was researching the episode, I came across these early advertisements and I went, wow, the feeling when they did the just do it was so different and so much more powerful. I wanted to find a way to come back and re-explore this campaign because I think I think there's some really strong lessons there. For how you want to build your empire and attract new customers. And it's really always about try to be that inspirational, aspirational message that speaks to a tribe.
0: I think there's truth in, in being inspirational, aspirational, or just downright entertaining.
2: Yep, absolutely.
0: Those are just subcategories of entertainment, right? There yes, are some are. movies we watch because we want to be inspired. Yes. There's stories we read because we want to be inspired. And there are other stories we watch and, and read because, man, we just want a good laugh. Yep. Either kind of campaign, because they're based on positive emotion, is it, they're, they're always going to outperform the, the ones that are just based on facts and educate the public. Uh, nobody wants to be educated.
2: And frankly hard to gather audience on those things
0: that's sort of what i wanted to share with people today i love it there you go thanks david thank you thanks for listening to the podcast please share us subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave us a big fat juicy five-star rating and review and if you have any questions about this or any other podcast episode email to questions at the empire builders podcast.com